Welcome to the C and the J radio show. Yeah, and it's about 50 minutes past 5 o'clock, so you know what that means. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the CNJ Wrestling Radio Show. We're back again for another edition. Got some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, there was a premium live event this weekend, but uh, if you want to hear more about that, Hit us up on our lawn form because there's there's a lot to talk about there, but don't really want to go too much into it. That here, I don't know if you actually not, but uh, I know I did, and uh, uh, I did not. But I I, okay. I know I know what happened, but yeah. I, I I did not. There's one match that was I would consider a match of the year candidate, but other than that, the rest of the show was just kind of eh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um. But <laughs> I know you've been a little busy, uh, see, but uh, I have actually kind of kept some things myself. So um, got some topics to talk about and you can chime in if you want. <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds good to me. So the right. floor is yours. <laughs> All right. Well, first thing I want to bring up, and a couple of them are kind of, uh, you know, in the short end of the stick as far as uh talking about him but the one thing the first thing i want to bring up what is your opinion on one mr ryback um overall yeah i i mean i i don't really have one i think he was a flavor of the month um Mm. he's not good in the ring Mm. he's talks as if he is a multiple time champion and hall of famer already. And he hasn't accomplished anything other than being with WWE for a short period of time. Um, And yeah, I I don't think he should have any opinion when it comes to wrestling because he hasn't done enough to warrant anything. And I don't need to hear people's tell me that, feed me more was like that was listen at that point in in wwe they were people were were they were reaching for anything to just have anything at that point so i i don't yeah no desire for him whatsoever well it's funny you say that because i agree with you wholeheartedly i have never cared for this guy Going back to the NXT, even when he was Skip Sheffield, I'm like, okay, what's he got? Cowboy hat? Was he some type of muscle bound cowboy guy? I mean, it doesn't make sense. And then, of course, he had the injuries and whatnot. And then comes back as Ryback, which is a Goldberg ripoff. And I all know how I feel about Goldberg. And if you don't, just ask C. He'll tell you. Um, <laughs> well, if you don't want to ask C, I'll, I'll just tell you. The shirt that I wore the day my son was born in the hospital was my Austin Rules Goldberg Sucks shirt. I wish I still had that. Anyway, um, (laughs) the reason I bring up Ryback, I don't know if you saw this or not, but there is a tweet that he tweeted out. It was a poll asking his fans um, their opinion and to vote and what we should do here. And he basically said, we have blocked all trolls and fraudulent accounts who negatively skew the other polls. This is the final and official, where do you want Ryback to return? I ask you, don't vote retire as a joke. This is as legit as it gets, and I will have no choice but to respect the results. Well, (laughs) there were 28,391 votes. This poll ended back in, this is from May of 2021. I never even knew about this until now. The four choices to vote on were AEW, WWE slash NXT, Impact, or Retire. Uh, Impact was least on the list at 7.1. WWE slash NXT was next at 12.5. AEW was next at 13.5, and the winner, the overwhelming results, retire 66.8%. I I didn't even notice this was from May of 2021 until I saw it, but apparently 
someone else retweeted it. It was WrestleMania.co.uk and said, "That's never forget this W." <laughs> I probably would have voted and retire if I knew about it and I thought it was legit back then. I'm sure you probably would have too if you cared. But um, I, what do you think? I think that's kind of funny. I, I mean, uh, you know, I'll never be someone that will not want somebody to, you know, I, I don't even know how to say it, like continue their career or do it. I just think that I, I hope he understands that he's not desired in, in wrestling and he really never was like, He was a complete, utter ripoff of Goldberg, which I'm assuming at the time was because Goldberg, for whatever reason at that time, didn't didn't want to return, even though he came back, what, a couple years later, I believe. I mean, I mean, because he wasn't around at that time. Am am I right? I believe he was not. uh, I think this would this in 2012, 2013, when Ryback was a thing. Yeah, he came back Uh, in what, 15, 16, probably. Uh, 17, I believe. 16 or 17. It was okay. Sur- whatever that Survivor Series was when he came back and beat Brock in like two seconds or whatever. Stupid. So, anyway. yeah. So, it, it's it, it's just a matter of, you know, not like I said, not trying to be a dick or anything, but like he's never been wanted or desired for in, in I think, any company. Like, and no. it's only really been WWE that he's been in. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know why he thinks that like he's the missing piece to like the puzzles and everything here. Like nobody, you know, there was years people were like, "God, I wish we could see Goldberg come back." God, we you know we wish we could see CM Punk come back. There hasn't ever been a moment where you hear people, "God, I wish you know, God, we wish we see Ryback come back." Like Ryback wasn't even wanted really when he was in the company. I think there was a brief. Maybe like like a cup of coffee moment where people were like, "Oh, I guess we can take him as champion because of the you know the other guy we have as champion." You know, like maybe for like a second, but like I don't think it was ever something that fans legitimately were like gung ho about. Like I don't know, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree, man. I I'm. You know what's funny, though, too, and sad at the same time? This is from May of 2021. I think that since then, he has made statements on social media about him going to another company, hasn't he? I I don't know, because to be perfectly honest with you, and I'm like, there's very few people in the wrestling business that I don't pay any attention to whatsoever when they talk, and he's one of them. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. I, I like if I see something like you know on one of these Russell sites that'll pop up, oh this guy said this. If it if it if it at anything in in the in the heading says Ryback, or even if I like click the page and like within the first sentence or two I see Ryback, I I, I get out of it because I just I don't care. He's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I, I I don't normally follow anything I hear from him either, but. Uh, I, I do want to give a special shout out to Josh from our, our wrestling chat because he's the one that actually posted that in there. And uh, so shout out, Josh. Thank you for that. It was quite comical and became a topic on our show today. So and Jay, you know, the funny thing is about this, too, is I would I would almost bet money on it that there is a better chance of seeing like Cornette get signed with a company than Ryback at this point. What's funny that you mentioned Cornette because we're going to segue that into the next topic. That's fine, but I just, like, (laughs) I'm telling you, like, there's a better chance. And Cornette is, like, at this point, Cornette is, I think he's looked upon as, like, the the former wrestler with dementia at this point. Like, I I, honestly God, like, I think that's kind of where people, they just, like, oh, it's Cornette, you know, like he's doing a Cornette thing. Like, I don't even think they take him seriously anymore at this point. But no, I'm, I don't know if they ever did. Who knows? But, you know, it's uh, it's quite funny um, and sad all at the same time. Um, 
But I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Corny has a better shot at getting a job with the company than Mr. Uh, Ryback does. Um, so speaking of Corny, <laughs> this is going to be a, a bit of a longer topic, I think. So I sent this to you yesterday. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Corny actually said something that was kind of good for a change that I agree with. It was something in a positive light to an extent. Uh, which is amazing. And I'll go ahead and bring up the quote now. He was quoted as to, on his show, the Jim Cornette experience, in regards to MJF. And I quote, <laughs> he's the only one working anymore. He makes you want to see shit and then takes it away from you until the last minute. He doesn't just bump for the sake of bumping for everybody. You could take that as a shot at Young Bucks, Kenny, whoever, Dolph Ziggler, whoever just bumps for the sake of bumping, right? But I actually agree with that. Because he, he, like MJF, I know we've said this, and it seems like we say it on a weekly basis, or at least I do. Every time I watch Dynamite, it's like he's, he just ups the level. He ups his game. Just when I think he can't impress me more, I'm shit, shit astonished by it. He's just so fucking good at what he does. He's on another level of anybody. And I'm going to go ahead and, and bring this up too, because it, I want to make a discussion as I want to know what your opinion is, but I did put that in, in our group chat. And uh, Josh again brought up the fact that he agrees with it to an extent. However, he thinks that Bray Wyatt is up there as well. And my opinion on that is there's intrigue on, on Bray. No, no question about that. But Bray is kind of like a cult figure when it comes to wrestling. And not only that, but he just came back from being gone for over a year. You know, like when people come back from being gone for that long or longer, they're going to get that nostalgia, you know, attention at first for a while. Yeah, MJF was gone for what six months, but he came back, and he's been back for the last two. He wasn't. He wasn't even gone that long. It was through two, two months, three months. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, end of May till beginning of September. Yeah, it, it, like, it was like the second week of June until the fucking yeah. first week of September. So it was like three That's months. That's true. That's true because he did come out on that that first dynamite after yeah. Double or Nothing. Forgot about that. So a couple days into June, but anyway. Still, you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's it's just, and I'm not knocking Bray by saying he's a cult figure. He has that, you know, in the past, he's, he has had that following as well. He's been doing it his whole career. But I don't think it's at that same level as MJF. I don't think there's anybody in the business that is on that same level as MJF. You could say that Roman and Brock kind of, and Seth to another extent, kind of. But not, yeah, it's, <clears throat> they're still, I think, just that niche below, you know, and it's not, it's not that far of a niche, but it's still a niche below. And I, I don't know, man, I just, I think that, um, I think he's just at another, another fucking level. And, and I, for once, like, thank Jimmy Cornette for saying something positive about pro wrestling for a change instead of just trying to shit all over the business just to get ratings and pops and likes and views or whatever tag you're it <laughs> well i i i don't know if you're gonna like my response um <laughs> i probably won't <laughs> um well first and first and foremost i think that not just me and you but just wrestling the wrestling business needs to pump their brakes a little on MJF because yeah, he's doing amazing things right now. And he's, you know, taking things to another level in terms of his words. But I, I'll say this about MJF. I think he's great. I think he's one of the top guys right now. Is he on the same level as, and you know my despise for Roman Reigns. Is he on the same level as Roman Reigns? Absolutely not. 
Oh, as far as merchandise Jay, and Jay, and being Jay, the guy. No, not Jay, yet. He's not, not yet. Jay, not even in the same stratosphere. No, and because, because WWE is in more homes and across the globe than AEW. That's is. not even the point. Like he's not on the same level as Seth in terms of no Jay. Don't listen. Don't get me wrong here. I love MJF. I think what he does is phenomenal. But there's a lot for that we still need to see with MJF. Like he's not polished in the ring yet. He's good in the ring, but he's yeah. far from polished. I I'll go. I, I still stick to my guns with AEW. That I, I don't think MJF is on the level of. Arguably, their three biggest guys, and that's Jericho, Mox, and and Kenny. To me, wow, I I, okay. I, I, I don't okay. because he hasn't done enough in the business to do that. He is he has been kind of the flavor of the month for a while because of the shit he says. He says controversial shit. I mean, Jay, I, it, me and you can go in the ring. And say the shit that people want us to say, but we don't say it. Or no, I'm sorry, say the shit that people want other wrestlers to say, but they don't say it. And we would get over. Like, it's it just, he's saying the shit that everybody wants to say. And I'm going to throw, I'll throw a couple more balls out here at you. I, and there, there has been comparisons for years. If they gave The Miz an unfiltered ability like MJF has... I'm sorry, MJF is The Miz. The Miz would be equally, if not better, than MJF. Because The Miz can talk just as well as MJF. He just has a limit because it's WWE and they have kids that they are, are their main viewership. So that's the thing with The Miz. Number two, the Bray thing. Bray was doing what MJF is doing before MJF was even lost his virginity. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I seriously mean this. Like, Bray, his talking ability is so structured, it's actually better than MJF. Because he can use words psychologically that fuck with you more than MJF does. MJF can just go out there and say, oh, you're a fat tub of shit. While Bray can sit there and be like, Oh, well, did your daddy not play with you enough when you were five years old on Christmas Eve and make you go home and think, oh, my God, I'm going to take a gun to my head. Like, that's what Bray does. Like, MJF doesn't do that. MJF just belittles you until you feel like a piece of shit. And Bray, on the other hand, is a psychological mastermind. Yeah, and he is a cult following now because of his establishment now. But you go back eight, nine years ago, like Bray was doing this shit that nobody heard before. And they were just like, wow, what is happening? Who is this guy? And that's what MJF is right now. And don't get me wrong. I have no doubts in my mind 10, 15 years from now that MJF is going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in the, in the business. I agree on that. As of right now, though, we need to pump the brakes on him because he is the flavor of the week right now because he also, another thing about MJF, he got into a feud with somebody that the fans turned on like a motherfucker and wanted anybody else to be champion other than him. So he got in a position where he is now to be in that position. He wasn't in this position a year ago where people wanted to see him as champion. They wanted to see him keep growing and they you know they were kind of on the fence with the shit that came out of his mouth but and don't get me wrong jay like his growth spurt and everything that he's done has been amazing like i said no doubt he'll be one of the top wrestlers in the world in the next 15 years or so as of right now we need to pump the brakes on him like i said he's not polishing the ring and he's not doing stuff that i mean he's doing something that's different but I think we need to like calm down a little bit on why he's doing this shit. If he was in WWE, I, I promise you, if he went right now, if he went, if he left AEW and his and they bought out his contract right now and he went to WWE, 
they would not let him do the shit he's doing, he would be the Miz. I, I, I'm telling you, like, and tag. I mean, that's... <laughs> I was I was waiting. I was waiting. I was letting you talk. Talk. All right. So here's the thing. I don't disagree about Bray. The thing about Bray, though, is that he is a niche character. Yes, it's the psychological thing, but that's what that's what he does. It's a different type of character. It's a different type of pro wrestling or wrestler wrestling character rather than what MJF is doing. It's kind of comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, they're both fruit as in they're both wrestlers, but completely different styles. Can Bray, I tell you sorry real quick. I, I'll, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a comparison of the two. It's the Undertaker and Ric Flair. Complete opposite characters. Yeah. One's niche and one's like your everyday fucking go-to. I get it. Like, but continue. But the roles were reversed though, because Flair was back in the day the the vet, and Taker was the younger up and coming guy who was still just getting his WWE career started. <laughs> Yes, yes, was yes. just there, and it's now reversed where Bray is the vet and MJF is the young guy. But so, Bray's, but Bray's not old by any no, stretch of the imagination. No, and and neither neither was Flair at the time either. Yeah, and neither neither was Taker to be that to be honest with you. And that's a good point, and it's a good segue to get to my next. Yes, it is because of the youth of MJF, which and, and not just the youth, but how he's doing it. It's old school, and it's not even old school. It's it's something that's never been heard of in the mainstream. Like, the kind of shit he says and gets away with saying was stuff that was done in Mid-South back in the day. Speaking of corny, back in the day, USWA, all the stuff that didn't have television. You know, we're talking about starting riots in the crowd, start, like trying to attack the wrestlers because they hate him so much that's the level mjf is on and he's doing it on a national level i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far well he's not anymore he's getting the pops now but back in the you know when AEW first started when he was starting the shit nobody was saying stuff like that it's not necessarily talking shit he was just talking shit about everybody I, i know that but no one else was doing it to that level you don't think you don't think what he was doing was at all comparable to the attitude era uh, the attitude era was different though because people wa- like popped for that. People weren't popping for MJF in the beginning. No, not at all. He was just a he was just an asshole that just right. nobody wanted to fucking really listen to. Yeah, the only person I'd say that didn't get pops in the attitude era, and that, I mean, he probably did eventually, but because he was the heel. But everybody else, like Austin being the anti-hero, DX doing the crotch chops and all that, The Rock. You know, all of that, different level. Again, apples and oranges, different different eras, too. I'm talking about now. So, back to the point in, in, in saying that he's the Miz, I agree as far as comparison goes, right? Shit talker, peop, makes you want to hate him, blah, 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 whatever it is, what it is. Here's the main difference, though. MJF as a babyface is going to work. Miz as a babyface? didn't work they tried it twice he just doesn't fit it mjf is going through a character change right now a character of like evolution if you will ala the rock which we've compared him to back on this show last week in weeks prior than that so i think you're i think you're missing something with the miz though the miz and, and the reason i say this is the Miz has always been in WWE. If you would, if, if you, if the, if you take the Miz out of WWE right now and you put him in AEW and you give him the structure or the, or sorry, the ability that you know um, MJF has, I, I would go on. I, I would say the Miz would be a different animal. I, I think a lot has to do with that he's in a company where he's limited. Is he's limited in, in in what he's able to do and say, and that's been, I think that's the issue right now. Well, getting back to the age thing, 
I agree with you to an extent if this was 2011. Miz isn't old by any stretch that means, but he's been there for a long time. He's a father. He's got a wife. He's got a show. He's, he's done. He, he's he's like matured, right? I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's almost a bad guy. I mean, he's he's forty two years old. I mean, he's not exactly no, he's not a spring chicken, but he's still he's not twenty six like MJF is. MJF no. doesn't have a wife, a wife and kids. Why he doesn't have a family? He's still young. He's in that era of his life where he can do this shit and get away with it. Do I think he would do it on the same level if he was in WWE? Absolutely not, because you're right. They have sponsors and all that. They can't get away with it as much. Would he try and push the limits? I'm sure he would. But I don't think – I think he would try more than the Miz would do now. At this point in Miz's career, I think he likes being where he's at. Granted, I don't know Mike Mizanin. I have no idea what he likes or not. I'm just assuming, speculating on my part. But I, I think that – and you mentioned this too about uh, MJF as far as him not being polished in the rain. He's a lot better in the rain – then people want to give him credit for that match with Wheeler Yuta. That wasn't all Wheeler. The match he's had with Sammy Guevara in the past. That wasn't all Sammy. The matches he's had with Jericho wasn't all Jericho. And as far as saying that he's not on the same level as Jericho because of longevity, I'll agree with that. Now, what was the, who's the other guy? Was it Danielson? No. Well, actually, yeah, I include him. Jericho. I forgot about, about him. Jericho, Danielson, Omega and Moxley. I don't think he's on any of the, uh, any of their levels. I think he's close to Moxley. I don't oh, think he's God. there. Yet. He's not Kenny, but no, I mean, the thing about Kenny is Kenny is all wrestler. He, yeah, he, he has character too, to an extent, but with AEW, he's been all wrestler. And that's why people like, yeah, him. but Kenny's got, but see, but once again, I, I base a lot of what I, I'm saying on accomplishments and yeah. getting, and getting shit done. And, and that's been kind of my thing with 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 MJF is like it's more so one of those matters of, okay, let's let's see what happens in 10, 15 years. Like Chris Jericho at this point, you can argue is or is or should be on on Mount Rushmore as it is. Of course, of course. you know I I think at this point it's hard not to argue that. Um, Kenny Omega is one of the if not the biggest like name across seas in the wrestling business i mean in terms of what he's accomplished overseas um and john moxley had took himself from being a complete utter joke embarrassment of what he should have been in wwe to being arguably the biggest name in the wrestling business right now behind roman reigns and i i mean i it's hard not to say that jay and like roman and that I mean, Roman shouldn't even be discussed. And like I, I mean, and you know me, like I said, I'm not a Roman fan, but yeah. I can I can respect him for what he's accomplished. He, yeah. he shouldn't even be discussed on Roman. And I'll even say it's the same for Seth because I think Seth is just as decorated. Actually, he's more decorated than Roman outside of the champion streak. He's more decorated in terms of what he's accomplished in the wrestling business than, than Roman, but he's just, uh, you know, a step behind Roman because of all, you know, other reasons, you know, because of the, the, the streak and the popularity, I guess that Roman has, whatever it is. So I don't even, those two shouldn't even, even be on the same discussion with MJF. And, and the other one that shouldn't even be is Brock Lesnar. Cause I, I mean, it, it's Brock Lesnar. Like I, I come on. Well, I, like, I, I don't, I, I know you're thinking of it as of accomplishments. I'm thinking it of as just what he's doing now, as far as his, his character development and, and how he's performing. Yeah. Roman's got the streak. He's got the belt. He's got the notoriety because it's WWE and the family and all that. Same thing with Seth to a lesser extent because it's WWE same thing with Brock, and Brock has had a successful career outside of WWE and UFC as well. But take all that out. I'm just talking about what you're doing on the television set to entertain me on a weekly basis. Do I like seeing Roman? Yeah. Do I see him every week? No. That's okay. Do I like seeing Seth? Yeah. Do I see him every week? For the most part. Am I entertained by him? Yeah. But he's been doing this for a while. Do I see Brock every week? No. I'm okay with that. Do I see MJF every week? Yes. 
Do I continuously get impressed by what I see and entertained by what I see by this man more and more and more and is being different and different and different? The answer is motherfucking yes. <laughs> and that's my point. There is nobody else in the wrestling that's doing that for me right now. Chris Jericho is amazing. The Ocho stuff, I love it. I love it. We'll see where it leads to. Connor. Everything else, it's like, we'll see where it leads to. But with MJF, dude, I'm turning in Dynamite every week just to see him. Like well, because else, it's just because of his mic skills, Jay. I well, mean, it's, it, it's the mic skills, but it's not just it's the character overall. If he if I know he's got a match coming on, yeah, I'm going to watch it full year. Yeah, I'm stoked to see it. Am I stoked to see it because of his wrestling ability? No, I will admit that 100 percent. Am I stoked to see it because of Moxley's wrestling? Absolutely not, 100%. Oh, no, no, Mox is, well. Mox is a brawler. It's not right. a fucking... My main intrigue of why I want to watch it is because of see how they're going to do it. And that's that's the point. It, it's not just MJF. It's the whole entire picture with that. But tuning into Dynamite on a weekly basis, tuning into any wrestling show, and that includes New Japan and Impact, the main person I want to see in all of professional wrestling right now is MJF. Yes, it's because of how he how he talks and and all that other stuff. But it's not just talking; it's it's the whole big picture. I want to see him wrestle. I want to see him talk. I want to see how they're going to do next. Who's going to turn on him? Who's he's going to fuck with? Who's going to fuck with him? It's it's entertaining to me, and and that's that's what I mean by I think he is just on another fucking level. I got a weird weird um question for you i mean i, I guess it's, i guess it's weird well it's, it's not really a question it, it's 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 more so of take one guy bring him to another company and what do you think i look at wwe and this is a, and this is maybe maybe this is not making sense tell me i, I mean it's fine I'll, I'll try to explain it if you take roman reigns and bring him to AEW, he's the biggest star in AEW. correct Current star, yes. Wait, you don't think if Roman Reigns came into AEW, he'd be the biggest star they have? I don't think. Well, uh, I don't. I don't think anybody can top Chris Jericho right now. Well, uh, well, are you t- I'm talking right the right this second. As far as a character from another company bringing him in and making him the top guy, yeah, he would be. I, I, the way I look at it is this. If you look at WWE and I say to myself, and you might disagree with me on this, if you take Roman, Seth, or Brock, any three of them, any one of them, bring them over to AEW, they are instantly the biggest star in AEW. If you take MJF over the WWE right now, he is not the biggest star in WWE at all. No. That's, that no, tells me right more now. about the situation than anything. But, but when I, again, I'm not looking at it from the biggest star. I'm looking at it from what entertains me. <laughs> and so it's more so, it, so it's not really, it, it, so in, in the end, it's more of just an overall yeah, exactly. opinion than anything because exactly. it, it's, it's hard to. I think, I think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread right now. Will that change? Possibly because I'm a wrestling fan and my attention span is like everyone else's. So, um, I have one other question to end this MJF thing with, and then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. So do you think he's getting too much galaxy braining? What do you mean? As far as trying to think at a level that nobody has reached before. Do you think that he's trying too hard to be better and better and better, like trying to do things that no one has done before, and up running. But I, out. but I, I don't think it's something that hasn't done been done before. I, I, I just think it's something that has well, done, has been done before that he's just doing it better than others. So it, it's it, it hasn't been done in twenty years though, and that's a long time. I mean, what though? Talking shit about the fans. Just in general, just being a but, but, but I'm trying, say I'm trying to un- I'm trying to uncover what exactly he's doing that hasn't been done before. Uh, essentially, all he does is comes out, says he's the greatest thing since sliced fucking bread, and he's a wrestling god. 
and that he is, and then he talks shit about the fans or the rest. So it's like, I'm trying to uncover what, is it just because he swears that fans are like, ooh, he said, he said shit, we got to be on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think he's doing things that are that uncommon. It just, I, I, I don't. I just I don't know. Maybe he stays, a maybe he, he stays he stays in character twenty four seven for the most part. But Undertaker did that for fucking ever. Yeah, but Undertaker had a gimmick. MJF, it's not. But a MJ, no, nah, I don't buy that at all. I, well, see, I mean, that's not a the, gimmick as far as you know. I mean, is that he, fucking he guy, nice guy in his real life, he probably is a nice guy. In his oh, hundred percent. That's but it's it it's dedication. It's it's a it's a style of gimmick. Was was all, but MJF's a character. He, yeah, he's but playing he's, a role. He's not. But he's speaking real things, and it's but not like okay, like it's, what it's, though, Jay? I'm going to tell you, it's not just that he's talking shit about people. He comes and he tells stories. He has backstories that nobody knew about before because it was never talked about before. But that hasn't been done before. Punk, not on this level. Oh, not, Jay, not speak, come not, on. No, not using government names, not using real life actual things, terms, insider terms in the business. Yeah, okay, it's been talked about. CM Punk hasn't done that? Not. Oh, not, I, this, I, not, I, not on this level, not to this level. He did it more know. in Reign of Honor than he ever did in WWE because he was never allowed to do Cody it. Cody Rhodes wasn't doing that before? Not to this level. I. Not well, to the, not Not. Doing it to the point where he's getting the reaction, but he because he he's threatening to leave the company, so people find it hilarious. That, that, that I mean, people are like, well, "Oh, exactly, God. it's intriguing." <laughs> I I mean, let's have to agree to disagree on that. But I I, I just I I don't necessarily agree that he's it, it is what it is. But I don't necessarily agree that he's not doing something that hasn't been done on this level. I just think that it's being. And you could you can even go a stretch further and say maybe it's because AEW just literally has been that bad that we're like embracing something this wild, you know? Like I, that's I, I, don't I don't think know. it's I don't think it's wild. I just think it's different and it's entertaining. Like I'm intrigued to see what kind of shit he's going to talk about. See, I love realism in pro wrestling. That's why in '96 when the NWO came out. Hall and Nash with Hogan, the whole thing, fucking loved it. But there you go. That's an absolute. Thank you. That is the. There you go. You just that was the initial. It was well on this level. Yes, it was. But what MJF is doing is better. That's that's public opinion, though. That's that's not public opinion. That's that's personal opinion. opinion. I know exactly. No, I'm it, it because it's a different era. He's allowed to do it. When Hall and Nash first came out, when all DX, all of that shit came out, it they was, weren't allowed to do that. No, it, it it was very new for that era, and nowadays, like that all went away and things became very PC and K, you know whatever. But now it's coming back a little bit, and it's coming back in in the form where I don't want to say it's controlled, but it's very much entertaining and. To me, I'm sorry. Maxwell Jacob Freeman is the shit, and I can't wait till tonight. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right, well, that's all we got on that topic. Anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Call me a mark. I don't care. <laughs> um, Very much eager to, 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 to hear what the, uh, the, the group is going to say on this. I'm very, yeah. very aye. curious. <laughs> I, I am as well, my friend. I am as well. You did bring up Seth earlier, so I, I do want to bring up something with him briefly, and then we can move on to the main event because that's right. going to take up the rest of the show. Um, so I did not see Raw. However, I did hear he was on commentary for the Austin Theory and um, uh, Ali match, and he made mention uh, something about uh, – Theory cashing in money in the bank title, uh, the money in the bank on a on a belt, and uh, let me get the exact quote here. Give me a second. Um, he was. Uh, it, it sounded entertaining, um, and I want to actually go back and watch it myself, um, and I will at some point. But 
Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Seth said, Theory has a better chance of cashing in on Dana Brooke. Brooke, who's currently in her 13th reign as WWE 24-7 champion, took issue with this comment. She said, and I quote, talk is cheap. She tweeted, I work my ass off every single day and will not tolerate this shit anymore. I can promise you I am the hardest working woman around. Never have I taken off work, always worked through injuries, proved multiple times I can fit any position given and do it with a smile. Is there any substance behind this or do you think it's just them doing something to just do it? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to say there is and, and, and there isn't. Um, I, cause I just, I, I don't know. Um, I, I wonder if there is maybe something between maybe Becky and, and Dana and Seth kind of opened his mouth without, you know, being out without, without really, you know, not doing things saying shit he wasn't really supposed to say because he's Seth. And I mean, in WWE, as far as at least I'm aware, he's Teflon. So I, and I'm obviously, I think he's more Teflon than, you know, Dana Brooke, obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I've never had an issue with, with Dana Brooke overall. I, I never, she never did it for me at all in terms of just, in ring or just you know in her role i mean does that say she am i saying i'm not discrediting her as being a good wrestler or anything like that i just she's never never sparked me and you know in terms of wanting to see her the 24 7 title is a complete utter joke and that alone is kind of like well who gives a shit you know so i i don't know i it i highly doubt it was something that was more than you know, it is. I, I think if anything, it was just maybe a way to make people know that, oh, hey, this belt is actually still a thing, or, or and then maybe they get Dana. I don't, Jay. I don't really know. It's just it's very it was very random. You know, like he could have said anything, any title, but he decided to say that one. So I, I, I don't know. Honestly, it's 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 a bizarre situation for sure. The only thing I can say about it is I didn't even think the 24-7 title was a thing anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say I didn't know it or I didn't think it was a thing anymore. I just, I, I never, like, it's one of those belts that, like, it just doesn't cross my mind. Like, I, I, I when I, I say this and I truly mean it, like, I, I fucking forgot it was even a th- around still because... It never, you know, it was never getting used. So I was under the assumption that it was just, you know, it was whatever. It was there. Okay, fine. You know, like, I, so I, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to bring it up because that's your boy and I wanted to know what you thought of it. I really don't. Like I said, I got to watch it first to see, but it, I mean, it's, I don't know, whatever it is. I, I don't, I don't even care about title <laughs> it's not even a real title to me so um the ftw title is more of a real title than that is so that's just my opinion oh 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah well all right main event time we got what about 12, 17 minutes ago or so this yeah. is gonna take up the rest of the show we may have to try to watch the time on this one but so you uh, you heard about the drama going on with Carl Anderson in New Japan, or alleged drama, I should say. Yeah, yeah, I have. So I'm not going to see direct quotes here on things, except I'll, I'll do Carl's last one. But apparently, New Japan released a statement saying if Carl does not defend the belt uh, at their show coming up November 5th, he will be in breach of contract and they will strip him of the belt. Hikaleo, who he's facing, which I did want to ask about that. Whoa. Uh, I did want to ask about that real quick. Um, when did Hikaleo become a babyface, or are they just having a match to, between Bullet Club members? Uh, it's when he, um, him and, um, well, he attacked Jay White. Oh, really? Yeah. During uh, New Japan. 
Oh, I was in New Japan. Uh, okay. All right. See, I'm behind. But anyway, um, Hikaleo basically said that he does not want New Japan to strip Anderson of the belt, and he invited him to come and defend it whenever he's ready. Well, Mr. Anderson fired back against New Japan's statement and said, I'm not vacating anything. I'm the greatest never openweight champion of all time. I'll defend it on my time. Get with my booking agent, tweeted at the big LG. Our big under the bit underscore big LG. I'll see you then at Hiku underscore Leo. That's too hashtag too sweet. So <laughs> this led to a discussion with uh, me in our group chat with with Josh and, and Joe. Shout out to Josh and Joe again. Um, before I get into the possibilities of this, what do you think? Do you think? Work. It, it, it certainly makes New Japan look Jay, big. And they, and Jay, Jay, it's a work. Of course, it's got to be because 100%. They, they, they stripped Moxley because he couldn't get there because of a fucking monsoon. So, first off, WWE is a major company. They're not going to have something this publicly public on on Twitter. One of their talents with yeah. one of their talent, and, and and you cannot tell me. That there wasn't some discussion. Like, I'm pretty confident. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty confident there is some legality between companies when another wrestler is a champion and signs a contract with another company. I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to take a wild guess that there is something along these lines. If there isn't, then there's something wrong with the wrestling business. But there should be something in contract agreements where if you're a champion of a current product, um, especially one of the big four, that you have to sign. You know, like there's something in the contract. If you're a champion, you can't go another. Co- I, I guarantee you WWE had some discussions with them before he they resigned and explained the situation that this is a complete work and a working relationship with New Japan to more than likely allow something that AEW is going to do and something that has not happened yet in the world is to have AEW wrestlers, WWE wrestlers on the same show in New Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. 150%. Continue. Well, I think that's a start. Um <laughs> Here's here's the the discussion part, and I really, really want to know your opinion on this. So, this has happened before, right? They had four former members of Bullet Club in WWE at the same time when, you know, the the Good Brothers were there the last time with AJ and Finn. Couldn't do anything with it because you know whatever the OC, whatever they, that's their version of it. One line that Finn said that he could not have said back then, recently, on television, to Gallows, Anderson, AJ, and the whole WWE universe, was, everybody seems to forget, I started this little club. Was that done by design, or was that done just to get a pop? 100% design. I think so too, my friend, because now not only do we have those four still back in WWE, but we have a fifth, and that's Mr. Cody Rhodes. Now, do I think Cody would be a part of some sort of New Japan faction or Bullet Club faction in WWE? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the catalyst for him doing that would be possibly losing his shot at the WWE Championship whenever that's going to be. Maybe, but I'm going to say this. Bullet Club has been a very popular faction in a major company other than New Japan. Now, yes, Bullet Club members have appeared on Impact Television, have appeared on AEW Television, were a part of Reign of Honor for quite a while. All of these companies sold Bullet Club merchandise while their talent was in that company. Could we be on the verge of getting a New Japan WWE working relationship where we can act 
Bullet Club, not the OC, but the actual Bullet Club, show up on WWE television selling, WWE actually selling Bullet Club merchandise licensed by the WWE. So I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I would but, say that there is a possibility for a working relationship a la they go wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom um, or you know, maybe a couple of them show up at the Royal Rumble. Um, I think there's possibilities on that end. Triple H knows what's best for business. Uh, he, he knows that there is a door that needs to be opened that was forbidden more so by WWE than any other company. Um, even though WWE has infamously opened that door in the past for ECW and Smoky Mountain, they've so it, it, it's not something that hasn't happened before, but has not happened in a very, very long time because, you know, for the longest time, they've and rightfully, rightfully so have thought their king shit. Um, now, with that being said, um, there's a lot. I, I think the possibilities I, I've said this for a long time. I don't think there's this mad major hatred between WWE and AEW like people think there is. I, I think a lot of this is a work where these companies are knowledgeable of each other and are going to do things to, of course, benefit their company, but they're also going to do things that is going to benefit the wrestling business to keep viewers watching. And if that is, if that means a big AEW name shows up in WWE one time to get major ratings, um, then don't be surprised if a WWE guy shows up in AEW to get even bigger ratings. It's just, it's something that's going to happen um, at some point all across the board. And we just got to give it the times, man. It, it, it's where we're at. WWE's recognizing their their belts, their you know being in the company, and people forget Brock Lesnar was in you know New Japan. So there's there there's a history there all across the board. WWE's the, you know the biggest wrestling company in the world, but New Japan's the biggest wrestling company in in Japan. So I I mean it's well you know in the eighties Hogan wrestled in New Japan too so. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So there's well, always that, been a relationship between New there Japan. Has. There has, but but it's it's funny you mention H being smart with business and he knows what's best for business because he does. Here's and this is why I think we would see something like that. What is the most popular faction in all of pro wrestling outside of anything WWE has been as uh, ever created? Other oh, than the NWO. Yes. More recently, Bullet Club. You take that and you put that with the machine of WWE. Dude, I want a Bullet Club WWE shirt. Well, <laughs> Sign me up. I, 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 don't it know if it, I don't know if it's... I don't think it's going to be we'll anytime soon. get to that soon. level? Oh, I think it will, but I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. I think that we have... To, it's going to start slow. Like you said, they're about Wrestle Kingdom. That's a huge start. Huge start. Having Anderson on that show, WWE contracted superstar defending an NJ, uh, New Japan World Never Open Weight title on their biggest show of the year. I mean, the fact that they already have a NWA champion under their contract, under a WWE contract, is I, I, I like I said this before. I can't remember a time where that's ever happened. Not in recent memory, at least. Well, you also got to, you and, you know, and like I said, you might laugh. You got to give a lot of credit where credit's due. And I, I give it to AEW because AEW to me, door. yeah, they, they really opened the door, especially with Forbidden Door in June, you know, which I think was the first real let's try to get something going. And I think once there is a relationship similar to that with WWE and New Japan, then it's only a matter of time before there's a relationship like that with WWE and AEW. Yeah, I I mean, New Japan has shown in the past, especially with Reign of Honor, that they are willing to allow one of their entities to be featured on another uh, show's, prominently featured on another, another company's television show. It happened for years with Reign of Honor. Like, Bullet Club shirts were sold at Reign of Honor. The Bucks, Marty, Cody, Kenny, Hainman, all of them. 
Reign of Honor before AEW was even a thing. They've continued it with AEW and to with Impact with you know Ace Austin and um, Chris Bay. You know, obviously lesser extent than what it would be like main event type thing. I mean, hopefully, eventually those guys will get there one day. But you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, they, they got uh, Cody might be the missing piece that they need to get that going. Would I mean, but you think about it, you have two of the four original members of Bullet Club in the WWE right now. You have the guy that started the fucking thing in the WWE, he's been in the WWE. You've got another guy that's you know been in and out of WWE and was part of Bullet Club and in Gallows. You got AJ who's been in WWE, who was also a leader of Bullet Clubs, and obviously Finn. Cody wrestled Kenny to for the leadership of Bullet Club on being the elite. He said he was the leader of Bullet Club for a while in a comical sense, but still you have all this stuff going on and yeah. Okay. Here's the million dollar question. Can they do this without Kenny in the Bucks? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you would think with the WWE machine and with they have, and if they bring in like a Jay White or anybody else from Bullet Club, they could do it still, but it, to me, it would kind of feel like it's not a whole unless you have those three guys there too. Even Hainman and Marty to a lesser extent too, but I, I don't know if that would ever happen. I think that's a dream scenario, but I would love to see it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, it's like I said, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, it, it's just a matter really of, uh, of it, of it happening, which I, it's like I said, it's a, it's a strong possibility. Um, it's just a matter of it going down um, at that point, and um, just give it time. That's yeah. all I got. And, and, and I'm saying, man, that 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 catalyst for Cody to turn heel, at least if not joining Bullet Club, but it, though maybe I see. I don't know if it'd be heel. It'd be him, like basically bringing going back to something else because he failed. You know, because that's a story. That's a story that could be written. And that's a way for them to not basically jump the gun and say, oh, Cody's getting the Triple H, you know, thing that he, he did when he came back from injury, blah, blah, blah. I'd be okay if Cody doesn't win it right away. Obviously, yeah, you want him to get more popular to the point where you, like, you want to see him win the belt. And they, I mean, I'd hate to go back to another topic, but that's kind of what I was getting at with MJF earlier. No, you're right. It's not, it, the accomplishments aren't there yet, but he's on the cusp. People see him get to that point and i think cody was there before the injury when he comes back yeah he'll get the initial whatever but then you know i i don't know i guess time will tell like you said i'm i'm, I'm there, there's possibilities are endless right now though man and i'm just i'm so excited to be a wrestling fan and you did mention you know triple h is getting things going they're they're more open to work with things here's something that may or may not surprise you on nxt nxt on halloween havoc during the Cora Jade and Roxanne match, Booker T got to commentate, which was great. Surprisingly, he mentioned that he trained her that much, which is interesting, but he said he talked to her a lot. But the thing I want to make mention that's relevant to this, Vic Joseph actually Cora Jade's wrestling past, and he actually mentioned freelance wrestling. I don't think I have ever heard that name mentioned on any type of WWE television. That was cool. That was a shout out. And shout out to Dave LaGreca. He did a good job on the pre-show. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's pretty, it, it, to me, it's pretty, it, 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 it makes sense that these companies are going to communicate with each other and help each other in some way. You know, especially like people don't understand. I mean, WWE, yeah, they got themselves. They got you know um, NXT, etc. But it it benefits WWE also if names are you know getting bigger and freelance and and Warrior and of Impact. Course. Because then, you know, it gives them the ability to sign a bigger name. You know, WWE, to me, if I was WWE and I was owning WWE, I would realize to myself, okay, listen, none of these companies are ever 
going to be at our level because no matter what, we have such a storied past and history and money and et cetera, et cetera. They can't ever get to us. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best to help them at least be our minor league system, you know, triple A, double A, whatever it is, so that it gets to a point where, you know, they can come here at some point, or if we got to, you know, let go of guys, they go down there and they re- rehash themselves a-, a la Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. There you go. You succeed. We succeed. I love it. I absolutely but, um, love it. We are at um, an hour or so. Yes, our, our time is of, up. We are out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in as always. I hope we entertained you as always. Uh, shout out to Evan J. Thomas and Badass Radio. Thank you for having us as always. Uh, stay tuned to Rockways with Jay coming up next. See, so you want to get a request in? Uh, I am good this week, but uh, I All appreciate right. it. All right. Well, maybe we'll uh, hit up that Marty guy, whoever the hell he is. Sounds good. All right. You guys have a good one, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. Yep. Catch us on the lawn form, and we will talk to you next week.